Ready to rock? Here we do all right. This is uh. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say hold it close just because this is the Scratchy Voice podcast now. Okay. But. <laughs> I sound like it's cool. It's like, I don't know who's somebody with a cool Scratchy Voice. Like Jada Kiss. Well, I, was, I was about <laughs> to say, like, if, if if RFK Jr. can do three hours. Is that what he sound like? Yeah, he's got like a real, like, oh, well, you know, the, the military yeah. industrial complex. Well, like, say, like. killed my uncle. What about Lloyd Banks? Ain't no good. <laughs> you know. My knowledge of the voice. Voices Lloyd of Banks? the different uh, Rockefeller rappers are not. Oh, that's, not, that's G he's, Unit. He's G that's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Know. Yeah. No, people, I do know. I, yeah. Why people know G Unit? I do know G Unit. I do know Lloyd Banks. I think it was the. What'd you say at the beginning? Scarface or Jada Kiss? When we were talking earlier. Yeah. Oh, earlier Jada Kiss. You might know Jada Kiss. Yeah. But G Unit, I feel like definitely. No, that's like prime me in college years. Yeah, that shit. Like, I can cuss on this, right? Cuss, cuss all the fuck okay. you want. Okay. Yeah. That's not going like G Unit. Like. uh yeah, that, they were like they had a lot of crossover appeal. Mm-hmm. Were you wearing a bulletproof vest? Uh, I wasn't that much of a cornball. Okay. Like, yeah, I wasn't that much of a white kid from the suburbs. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, I listen to hip hop. That's why I respect you because you'll still listen to rap, mm-hmm. but you'll still be like white Pete. <laughs> you don't try. You don't have to be that. You can just enjoy it and still be listen who to hip hop and hug my dog on the couch. Exactly. Yeah, you just that's what you that's I think that's what it's about. It's just you yourself. Yeah. Just enjoy it. You're not trying to like live it. One of my favorite it was like a video of John Mayer and Kanye West from 2006 or 7. Have you know, seen this? Yes. And I think and I know it, what you're talking about. It's the best line of all time where I know, I know the one. Yeah, and and someone asked Kanye, "Why do black people love John Mayer?" And Mayer goes like, well, you know, um, if I can take this question, uh, someone in my position when I'm around Kanye might want to say things like, oh, man, that's hot. That's killing, you know. But uh, I'm the kind of guy who would still say things like, I think the folks are really going to love this (laughs) around a bunch of black people. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what we we respect. Yeah. People try too hard nowadays. It's like just be yourself. You know what I mean? But I wonder if I'm like if I'm not a hypocrite, though, because, you know, I like my like 80s, like, you know. I wouldn't say corny, cheesy '80s like like sunglasses at night type shit. Yeah, that's like my music. A couple months ago, you hadn't seen me. My look, my hair was like swooped, and I had like the leather jacket and shit. Like an emo kid. Like uncle, yes, yes, like the emo kids from South Park. Yes, because I was trying to get that like that Uncle Jesse look. That's my shit. I like that. I like. Did you see the picture I posted Slim I with the Uncle Jesse leather? I don't know if I saw I don't know if I saw the Uncle Jesse leather, but now I'm like picturing John Stamos in the late eighties. Cause like like early season Uncle Jesse was much different. He had than so much sway. Mid to late season Uncle Jesse. That was me. Right? Yeah. That's that, Uncle, that's the that's <laughs> the, Can I show the camera? Yeah, I might that's, even just that's like, the look I was going for. I might even just that's post it on the screen. I can I can like yeah, do the magic it. of post production. That shit was fly, but at the same time, that's individual. I think because I saw some shit I liked, and I was like, okay, boom, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm rocking. But I don't. I don't think it runs counter to your personality the way that like me wearing a bulletproof vest, trying to be mm-hmm. you know signed with G. Yeah, because I I feel like '80s sad white boy music is kind of we've talked about. Yeah, we've we vibe friendship on that. is built on sad white boy music. Our, our mutual appreciation for John Mayer. Yeah, and uh, you love the fray and like Coldplay yeah, and stuff. Know, yeah, yeah, sad white boy shit. The Cure. Mm-hmm. I think like, I even texted you right because we before this we were at a getting lunch with our friends Courtney Farrington, former guest of the podcast, Brian Parisi, probably future guest of the podcast, and they were playing Natalie and Brulia at the restaurant. I texted Lafayette. I was like, the vibe here is is correct. That's the best stuff. 
It's so good. And you think, is it good? Some A lot of people say it's only good because we grew up on it. I think it's just good because it's good. I don't, th- I think you're too close to it to know. And this, but this is what we were talking about at the, at the restaurant. We're getting into like everyone getting into a heated argument about, because you kind of talked about how kids today, but like the kids, the Gen Z kids, like I, I don't know what would be considered their classics. Right. Like what, what are their reference points and like movies that are undeniable from their generation. Whereas like with us, we have like the diehards, the RoboCops, the Terminators. Rambo, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like let's load. Those are like the ones. They're like set in stone. Like I was saying, you can drop a reference to that stuff in anything. Even if you didn't see that movie, you kind of know what they're talking about. I don't think this generation has a whole lot of that. No, it has like such an outsized import in the culture that like it, yeah, it spans generations. But the point that I was making or that I brought into it is this idea of stuck culture that mm-hmm. I've I've seen talked about online where mm-hmm. culture hasn't really evolved since 2007. Like if if someone time traveled back from now to 2007, no one would really be able to tell the difference by their fashion. Um, by their interests, their movies, their music, right? Like it would, it would, it's you, you. Only the only difference would be that someone has like a different kind of iPhone. Maybe I guess like the language is different because if you went back to two thousand and seven and said like it's giving, like they wouldn't know what the fuck yeah, you're talking they about. They think you were gay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I hate that so much. Are we gonna cut that out? I, what do you mean? Like that's a that's a, I, from what I've been told before you accuse me of being one of the bad guys. <laughs> it's giving is something that came from. Gay dudes. Well, no, so much of internet slang comes from, I feel like, black drag black, queens. Black people, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. like, like black gay people are black drag queens. Cause like, They're I, very I, animated. Yeah, and like have a very, uh, just invent new ways of speaking just for fun. Like, I, I had never really seen RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. up until a few years ago. Uh-huh. And then my wife and I started watching it together. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, now I understand like where the internet gets its language from. Is that good? I know so many people who watch Drag Race. It, dude, it's a <laughs> great show because, one, it's um, artistic. Like, there is an artistry to it. Mm-hmm, and sure. also, like, there's judgment on that show where it's not like a lot of these, like, certain t- I mean, of course like they're accepting of everybody who shows up but it's mm-hmm. not like you did great you were awesome everybody's mm-hmm. a winner like there mm-hmm. are no participation trophies on drag race either you wore the right outfit or you fucked up and get the hell out of here oh. is it messed up did they look scary to me i mean they're kind of is like it messed up like drag is they look scary they're very like animated and they're very uh painted up yeah even if it was it don't the matter outfits who, are crazy if a woman had on an outfit like that i'd be like you look frightening yeah do you remember in Vogue, probably that's some deep cut black shit. But they had this song, Free Your Mind and the Rest of But the vid- the video, they were in like leather with like the black makeup and shit. That shit was like Like a Hellraiser outfit. Kinda. Yeah. But okay. it was like that shit was like scary to me. Yeah. But they were hot, so it kinda balanced out. But it was like it was Why like am scary. I afraid and horny and at the same, same time? time? Yeah, that's what I ask myself as an adult oftentimes. <laughs> That's see that good getting into my psychology. Maybe that's where a it's, lot of it comes from. It's, it's like, the invoke video. It's like Lafayette. Why don't you try and hit on girls after shows? It's like oh, I don't know, man. This invoke video this scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me. But they look so good. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. like they had on like the black slips. Ain't nothing but like I don't know. I gotta think like a black woman with like black lipstick on mm-hmm. and like dark makeup. That, that does shit, it for you, or that scares that you? That shit is hot. Oh, okay. it's scary too. Okay. At the same time. <laughs> Like both parts of my brain flare up. Mm-hmm. Like you know how they say, like my psychology teacher told me this in high school. When you when people see fire, 
the same part of your brain flares up is like when you have sex. Did you know that? No, but it's like but survival like it's the, instinct. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe you're just like excited about it. Like you like, like I don't know what I'm talking about. Like it's Beavis on Beavis. That's, that's why Beavis gets it. all worked up about, about fire. That. that shit, the new one, that shit is so good. Dude, it's great. It's <laughs> great. I like the one where he's like, uh, where uh, they get, they're watching the video and the guy is like mad because his girl wants to have sex too much. And Beavis like loses his mind. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember it specifically, but I've seen it. And I, I like it's it's oh that's a shit, faint memory of it. That's like the life of like being like a nice guy who's mm-hmm. always in the friend zone. Son of a bitch, <laughs> you never always score. I never get to score. What the fuck? Like when he beat up the TV, like uh, I felt yeah. that shit like in my heart. This it's been really great. The new the, there's a new season on Paramount Plus right now, which has had some really great moments and great episodes. We were talking before the pod that you were you did not speaking of stuck culture, but you huh? did not enjoy. Fast and Furious Ten, I didn't watch it. You didn't, or you you didn't like the ninth one, right? I didn't like the ninth one. I think they went. I don't want. I don't want. What if I like getting? What if I get the chance to like be in a Fast and Furious movie one day? And then they did. And they up. see this podcast and they be like, "What was you trying to say?" I just think they like. They're not coming from. We've talked about this. I think there was a time when they were always dumb. Mm-hmm. They were always dumb movies, but they were making the dumb movie but they, that they wanted to make. Now I feel like they listen to Twitter too much. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's be stupid. It's like, okay, like this, I feel like now, here I go, one of these old man rants. A lot of creatives nowadays, they like, yeah, did I just say creatives? Am I one of, ugh. You sound like Kanye. Ugh, I know, I'm the worst. But like, like, they don't like take their shit serious. You know what I mean? Like, even if, like, they, they want to be in on the joke. You know what it is? It's like, this is w- what I felt with Fast and Furious. Uh, especially, like, the, the middle ones, like, five through eight. Mm-hmm. They were so entertaining and so mindless. I thought they, like, qualified as art. It, it was, like, yeah. mindless entertainment on a high level. It's and, art to being stupid. Yeah, and now these newer ones, it's, it's like, mindless in the way, like, um, like Sharknado is. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's like, like it's Sharknado. like they try and make they make a bad movie on purpose, right? But even Shark, but see, think about Sharknado. They know they're making a bad movie, right? I think Fast and Furious. I don't know where they're are they going? Are they doing? They're not doing Sharknado, but at the same time, they're not doing like a, like John Wick is stupid too. Yeah, but they're making the shit that they want to make, and we take it serious. They're not trying to be in on the joke, like, oh yeah, this is stupid. Let's see how stupid we can be. I think they also take it very seriously too with the John Wick movies because there's like. Um, they built this entire culture of, mm-hmm. of the underground assassin world. And there, yeah. There's like norms and rules that people have to follow. <laughs> and every single person in that universe follows them to a T or right. there are consequences. Right. And that's, that's silly. Yeah. But they take it serious. But that's like almost where the humor is, where it's like this is so out of like out of pocket or so out of the realm of possibility. But they treat it like it's this They treat it like thing. it's serious. Yeah. It's yeah. like that was one, like, one of my complaints about She-Hulk. You know, that's like. The love of my life, yeah. right? And the, I didn't care for the show. No, it was but bad. there was a bit in the show where they were like, "Well, we don't like the name She-Hulk. That's such a dumb name." And again, they were trying to be in on it, like, "Oh yeah, it is stupid." So let's talk about it. Batman is stupid. Batman. That's really dumb. Yeah. But the people who 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 write for it and make movies about it take it serious, and therefore everyone else takes it serious. But that is hard. Batman is really stupid. Yeah. Did you see the bit on Always Sunny when they were talking about Batman? And Mac is trying to explain to Charlie what Batman is. He's like, he, this is a guy dresses up as a bat. Soul Scrambles. These are Academy Award winning movies. Are you serious? <laughs> it's like, yeah. 
you gotta take that shit serious. I I posted a thing the other day about um that shit been in my head for the last few weeks, like embrace cringe. Mm-hmm. Especially with me trying to write this comic book. You gotta just accept like your shit gonna be cringy. Yeah. To somebody, especially me writing this woman that has like emotions and like confessions of love and all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's just very cringe. If but it, you gotta like lean into it. I'm like, make it corny. I was super corny. If it's not if it ain't cringe, you ain't trying. Like that's Ooh, my that's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you it's gotta be. Because you're you're whatever comes from your deepest personal soul. Right. Is gonna be cringe because it is. Or it's at least cringe to you because it's so embarrassing. It's like being naked. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody. It's like you like walked around naked. It's weird to other people. It's like the same thing. I feel like no pockets to put your hands in. Yeah, you're stuff. just like because and you, no one's used to it. But I guess as an artist, you should walk around naked all the time. Not literally. Literally, that's what happened to Charlie Rose. Yeah, don't do that. But like, yeah, you should like. I, that's the way I think you should do it. Just put it all out there. Who cares? Yeah. So I. What uh? Tell us about the comic book you're drawing now, because I feel like you've been working on this for a long time. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm still trying to get like better. She grew, but yeah, so where like, where did the, where did the idea come from? What what made you start it? Like, yeah, everything. It's probably a lot of little stuff. You know how I hate when they take a, a white character and make them black, mm-hmm. like it's like some kind of gift or something. So that was probably had a lot to do with it. But I don't know. I was just doodling. I had this joke called "Pussy and Milk." <laughs> and I was, I would like the ultimate it. technique, Lafayette yes, called it. Yes, they, they're not ready for that. Don't, <laughs> this room will explode if okay. I told a joke. But um, I was going through a thing. I wanted, I would do like a drawing to go with the joke to try to like understand the joke better. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of crazy. No, I I, it's actually not crazy at all. Okay, so I would do like just some kind of drawing. I drew this, and those chick. drawings were just for you, like like for, yeah. for you to visualize. Yeah, it. yeah. So it was this chick, like you know, with her cat. And she had her, her breast out. And it was supposed to be like some like, I was like, I, make, I might have something here. And it was supposed to start out as like a Garfield type of thing. And the cat was the girl's pussy. <laughs> and she was just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, right. It like talks to her. She was like, like a yeah. single woman talking to her pussy. That's, it was going to be like a little comic strip. Okay. Be, but again, like take it serious. And I kept on taking it serious. So I was like, wait a minute. I think I have like a Kung Fu epic here. And the more I spent time with her and, like, got to know her, and a, a lot of the other characters, too, it's just grown into something, like, bigger. But the, the problem I'm running into now is the bigger it gets, I don't have, like, the skill level to keep up, so I got to up my game. Mm-hmm. Like, the first issue is done, but looking back at it now, it's like, mm, that's not right. It's not hitting the same. Because now, now that everything's, like, growing more. Like, for example, you know the one blonde chick I draw? Christine, yeah. the big, tall girl? That, she was supposed to be just show up and, like, fight Aisha but like, the more I like play with it it was like no this girl she's actually the hero of the show she's like you know she has a, a, a relationship with Aisha this is her sister you know what I'm saying so it's just I don't know it's just layers and layers and layers so I'm probably going to add more to it right so but it's like a, a Kill Bill kind of thing where it's like female assassins or female she's like, not she well she used to be okay basically the, the elevator pit she's like a retired Charlie's Angel okay from the from 7 to like her mid 20s she was like this this weapon, like muscle for this woman, this four hundred year old black lady that's in the Illuminati. I told you, I, I got I got some shit. <laughs> Check this out though. Check this out though. That's, I, I don't I don't get to talk to anybody about this shit. But yeah. like my mom, right? So this lady adopts her. So we don't. What the readers don't know is this four hundred year old black lady is like, like like why she's into this shit is like she went through something that like changed her. She doesn't want to see people suffer. What does she go through? 400 years old, slavery. I know that. They don't know that. So this lady escapes that shit, and then she, like, levels up to where, like, she ends up 
and the Illuminati. And she's basically like Pi May from Kill Bill, kind Something of like, like that. Yeah, yeah. But like I told you, I told you I got lore on top of lore. That's why I, I, I got to learn how to get this show organized. But like, basically, she's part. Of, essentially, the Avengers protect the world from like shit, like the big threats. They're, this this group is bigger than like the government. You know what I mean? Right. So they work in the shadows. But their thing is we don't fuck with the world because the world sucks. So this lady, Miss J, that's her name. She puts the, gets these teams of girls together every couple centuries or whatever to do little missions for. And that's where Aisha comes in. She gets roped into that shit. Then when that shit falls apart, one of the girls dies. Her sister hates her. The other chick, of course, there's a Japanese girl because I'm me. She goes back to Japan or whatever. And that's where it starts, where Aisha's, like, divorced. And she don't know. She's, like, a late bloomer. She's, like, 30-some years old. She only has sex with, like, two people. And she's trying to figure out how to be a person. But then all that shit from her past is, like, keeps dragging her back into it. That sounds awesome. Does it sound good? That, yeah. I don't, get, I don't get to say that out loud, but here's my favorite part, right? She got this, she's got this neighbor. This is spoilers for a show that's not even picked up yet, right? But it's, it's a cartoon. You know, the comic book will come out. like yeah. And then the anime will come out, and yeah. then Chloe Bailey will play her like 10 years from now. Um, so she's got this neighbor, Clarence, right? So this, he's like 15 years old. I think this is a Freudian thing I did, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, yeah, you know, but you see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Clarence is like 15, right? So he's just her friend. The end of the first arc, Clarence gets kicked into like this other dimension or whatever. That's the big tragedy, right? Fast forward to the, a couple arcs later, this assassin shows up with a mission to kill Aisha, right? Come to find out that assassin is Clarence. Clarence, but Clarence is older now and he's in love with her, but she don't know that he's Clarence, right? So all this, they, you know, adventures happen. Yeah. The end of the thing, obviously, oh, I can't do it, whatever. They have sex, right? This is where the first one ends, right? This is where I see, like, like animation ending of, like, a season, right? They have sex or whatever. So he's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. That was great. He goes back to his time, right? He leaves, like, a bracelet or something to show that it's him, right? And it ends with Aisha being like, ah, like, like. Scream like she so. So only a, a little years. bit of time has passed for Aisha, but all these years, all have these passed years for have passed for him. Right, okay. right. And that's why I see that ending where it's like boom. That's I think it's a good season. Like oh shit, and then when she runs into him again, I told you I got yeah. I be cooking right. She goes like his timeline, and when they run into each other again, she's like fuck you, whatever. It's like in the end they end up together. It's like I can talk about this shit for like three hours, but like I got a, a million ideas. Have you written all this out or like you've have you drawn this out? Like at drawing that's the hard part is the drawing. The drawing and the dialogue and like making it like and pacing. Mm-hmm. Pacing is tough too because the first one is like just like me on stage. It's everything moves so fast where it's like I did too much in the first issue. That's like four issues in one. So it's just like slowing down. I think it's because I get excited and I want to get to like yeah. the good parts. You want to get it out of you. Yeah, but you got to like, you got to relax and like, you know, ease up. Just like the problem I run into on stage. Like I'd be, I be trying to like boom, boom, boom. It's like relax. Let the people enjoy it, you know, and then do the next thing. But yeah, she's got a lot of hair too and big breasts. <laughs> she's going to have La- some breath. Lafayette's ideal woman. I mean, dude, this is such a, a marked um, – Departure. I mean, because I just go back to like ten years ago, because Lafayette and I got to New York around the same time, right? And I was working a, a shitty office job, and you were working at a, a shoe store, something like that, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. And like struggling financially, having right. Doritos for lunch, yeah. And like, it, like New York itself is unforgiving anyway. And then, but then, if you're in that kind of material headspace, it can get like it can get tough. It make you crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You probably didn't know I was. You probably knew I was crazy, 
But you didn't know I was crazy like everybody else knew I was crazy. In what way, I think though? Courtney... You you talking about Courtney knew me a little bit longer than you, mm-hmm. so Courtney could tell like yeah you're like off. But when I was I was like not doing good at all. Yeah, and I didn't realize that till like after the fact. But it's like yeah I was kind of nuts. Like I wasn't eating. Mm. I just wasn't like I wasn't like here. I guess I was locked in. I yeah. guess you could call it that, but that's not always a good thing. You got to know how to like get out of that shit. Well, it's like tunnel vision. Yeah, where it's like if if these things around you are bad or like difficult. If you have one thing that you can like, like you said, lock in and focus on. You're looking at like the light at the end of the tu- end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that's my trait. I'm like daredevil. I could take an ass whooping. That's yeah. like my good trait. So it's like, I'm just going to freaking get my ass whooped for like three years. And then in the end, it'll be worth it. Right. But after a while, so I'm just getting my ass whooped. Nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I need Cause what? How many? Do you think most people, when you think about the stuff you want out of life, I think most people is like, okay, what do I have? If I could just suffer for this amount of time and actually have that thing, do you think most people would do it? If it was guaranteed. If it was guaranteed, yes. Um, that's the thing, and that's a, a thing I think that fucked me up. Cause I thought it was like guaranteed. Like I'm gonna come up here, I'm gonna quote unquote pay dues. I must make myself suffer. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of that shit was like self-inflicted. But then at the end, it's going to be like a good ending to the story. Like, boom, I did that. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like the the, the more suffering there is up front, the better the ending, the better the story, the bigger the payoff. Yeah. It's like like we I, I knew I knew we was going to talk about this on this podcast. Yeah. It's like 10 cup. Yep. Right. It's like at the end, it's like, yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm going to get my ass whooped. But at the end, everybody's going to be cheering. It's going to be glorious. Mm-hmm. Like that one moment. But. That didn't happen up here. I was just getting my ass kicked. It was like no rhyme or reason. So and how um, like you were here for a, a year? Or a year it was like three years. Three years. Three years of some change. Damn, dude! Like time uh, really. Yeah, time, just time stopped making flows sense. and bends together. And then I, yeah, I remember like you went home for a while, and then shortly after that was when you got the college representation. And I feel like that's when things like was flip that for before you. Before after the Kevin Hart thing. I think it was before. The, the, yeah, because yeah, you, you hooked me up. Because yeah. I remember I went, I was over it. And then you were like, you threw me like a bone. You were like, I'm going to put this video thing together. You should just send that to people. And I remember, all right, whatever. Peace. Night, okay. Yeah, whatever. And then one of them got back to me. And then I started doing colleges. And then I got to NACA. Then I really started doing colleges. And then I got on the TV with this little well-known, not well-known comic named Kevin Hart. <laughs> who, you know? What I loved about... Talking about the Kevin Hart thing first, it was there's a show on Comedy Central called called Kevin Hart's Heart of the City, where he goes around different cities and has local comedians perform on a showcase there and talks to them. The thing I loved about that show in particular was I remember it, it aired the Sunday before the 2016 election. Did yeah. yeah. Oh, you know I don't know what's happening there. because because you I remember you got off the Steve Harvey. Obama joke. I think we talked about that. Yeah, and I remember you. I feel like you you saying like, okay, good, you got that one off right before. Yeah, because I remember yeah. you taught like you said something. It's this joke that Lafayette has. I, would you t- tell it now? Like, it was like, yeah, because I don't think I, I still got the, the main part of the joke. The lead into it was that they gave black a black man one of the most powerful positions in the world. Steve Harvey's hosting Fanny Feud. Yeah, that's easy misdirection. I tell it a different way now. I'll use that part. Okay, no so more. yeah, we'll skip the, the the last part. But it's it's like uh, yeah, when I say would you tell it now, I wouldn't mean like on the podcast. I remember you know wouldn't okay. want to put a comic on the spot like that. But yeah, like be so you still have that joke in your repertoire now. Just yeah, the beginnings I, different. How do I say it now? I say I, t- I mean I say how do I say it now? I say um, 
What is background? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, white people stole rock music from black rock people. music from black people in the same way. I don't know if I say that in the same joke though, do I? I don't in know. The, I in the original way, I don't think I said the rock music thing. No, I think you did because because it was. No, that's what it is. Okay, it was doing the dug, doing the the dab. Yeah, white people stole dabbing from black people in the same way that white people stole. No, black people stole. White people stole dabbing from black people in the same way that black people, black people in revenge stole family feud, family from, feud white from, from white people. That's yeah. What, yeah, we did that on purpose. But like, I remember talking because it was this joke that was kind of the way it was structured at the time was it was around Obama being in office. Right. And, and I remember you saying like, man, I want this joke to get on TV, to get on late night. Even if I can't get on late night, I would give it to somebody save else. Save her. Save yeah, the girl. Just yeah, to do it. Yeah. yeah. And then, but you were able to get it off the, the Sunday night before. Trump yeah. was elected, so yeah. Obama was in office, and it, it, you, you got it's like Indiana Jones sliding underneath the uh, the yeah. thing. You got See, it at the last minute. That's my problem. I like that shit. Yeah, I like like the good like, like the. Courtney used to always tell me that when I was like suffering up, he was like, "You're just trying to make like a cool story for yourself." Mm-hmm. I kind of was, and that's not always a good thing. You want a redemption arc? Yeah, I want like the I want the glory. I want the like, oh, like I want I want LeBron winning the championship with Cleveland, mm-hmm. not the one with. The, in the in the bubble, yeah, you know what I mean. The bubble I, or the heat. I want the glorious shit because every championship don't mean the same thing. No, dude, I've, I've said like LeBron winning in Cleveland is like worth three titles with exactly. the Lakers. Exactly. Sometimes it's not even about the chip because right now Damian Lillard gonna be the most respected dude mm-hmm. from this generation. Wherever, like in that city of Portland, do you think LeBron gonna get that love? He'll get it in Cleveland. Yeah. But like in LA, no, not like Damian gets it like Portland because they've like, had a ton of guys like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Who's like my favorite championship ever? You know what I'm gonna say? Is the freaking Giants? Oh yeah. Both of them. We would be Tom Brady because we weren't supposed to do it. That's like, oh, like, and I don't think it hit the same if like your team was undefeated all year long. It's like, yeah, of of course they won. Yeah, but I guess like going undefeated in the NFL would be huge. But yeah, again, not all championships. Are, I have the same worth, the same value, the same story. That's what I'm saying. And we broke them from going undefeated, too. Mm-hmm. We stopped that shit. That shit was beautiful. I know. But that's the thing. I be, I, I think I'd be, like, micromanaging too much instead of just letting life happen. I'm like, let me like, let me, let me me stay here and suffer a little bit longer so I'll so look better in it. It's very arrogant. My mom always said, well, you, we all went cocky, dude. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> but not in a way I should be. Right. Like but that's... Me. That's why you can take the ass kicking because you think there's something redeeming something coming about it at the end. It's not an ass kicking just for ass kicking's sake. It's almost like I feel like we talked about this before. Like it's like I got like a fear of being like happy. Does uh-huh. that make sense? I feel like you've heard heard that before. Maybe I, I still like don't understand when, it. When shit gets too too good, it's like what's what's about? It? Oh, it's like on like on, like on Seinfeld where where they're about to do the pilot and George is convinced he has cancer. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like some instead of just like again, this is micromanage. It's like just let, turn your, your your brain off and just let life happen. Stop trying to micromanage everything. That should be what it is. Except the happy parts, because that's difficult to do sometimes too. Big time. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, one of, one of these days I'll figure that out. But it's it's interesting how like because you had this tough three year stretch in New York where you're like something good's gonna come out of it, and then you left, you went back to D.C., and I feel like everything good came out of that, at least like comedy-wise. It was fine. It was cool. I mean, compare it, compare it to New York. Yeah. Yeah, because I got an agent. I got the college agent, and I started started getting some work, and then I became like the wandering comedy swordsman. Nobody know who I am still. I still ain't perfectly stable, but I mean, I got the, you know. 
I guess I'm still kind of micromanaging a little bit because I could have been jumped out of college, but like I like the. I like the, I like the homeless Ryu, <laughs> kind of like I like that. Shit. Just pulling into like a weird town, like normal Illinois. I've grown to really like that shit. I was in LA the other week, and it was this was cool. But like, I used to be scared to death. Remember when I would do them posts, like riding down Rodeo with a shotgun? These people ain't seen the brown skin man yeah. since their grandparents bow. And now I'm like the only black dude out there. I got my trench coat. I tried to get a cowboy hat, but it didn't fit. <laughs> it won't go over my curls. But I no bullshit. I ordered a cowboy hat. I was gonna be on my Justified shit. Yeah. Cause you, know, I'm gonna promote that show. Oh yeah. Some, somebody gonna watch Justified. I swear to God, this show exists. It's not me. It's the best show ever made. And it's coming back. Yes. I was gonna be on my Raylan Giving shit out there in North Dakota though with my trench coat and my hat on. I was having fun with it. But yeah. See, but that's good because again, from my perspective, I saw you go back to DC, which just talk about from a comedy point of view. Mm-hmm. Where where DC was around that time really exploded, and like you had all of this stage time and like opportunities to do great shows mm. and like this freedom, and then there was the financial security, Not security. Or, or like like financial help. It's, from, a, it's like a shitty lock. Yeah, it's like a middle school pad lock that you put on your locker. It's not like ADT shit. Right. That's what my security is. Just like a, you can open it with like a paperclip. But yeah, but yeah, but you. <laughs> But you, I, all right, yeah, I guess I, maybe I'm over exaggerating. But you, you had you had secure. you had income from comedy, and like it wasn't like how am I going to pay rent this month? Like it was when you were here. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Here I was on the, dancing on the edge of homelessness all the time. Yeah. I was I felt that shit for like a day. That's why I know the universe be working. Do you remember when I was like about to be like homeless, homeless? Remember <sighs> I was, it was a comic I was supposed to be moving in with, and there was some miscommunication or something because I was jumping from place to place. Right. And do flakes. I don't think you knew about that. No. Because I remember being on the payphone in the story of Queens. You know, I don't cry. Famously, yeah. I'm on a streak. Okay. He's a Vulcan. Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally like, what am I going? I think I was talking to him. I'm on a payphone of all things. A gross, nasty payphone. I probably got AIDS in the air or some <laughs> shit. But I'm like, on the payphone, like, what's going to happen, right? And just thank God, Courtney, the week before, had moved up here. He was like, all right, just put your shit in my place and just wait. And, see. and what's funny, this micromanager... I remember telling Courtney, like, I'll die for this shit. I'm a soldier. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about this shit. You know what I'm saying? And when that, but that homeless, when that shit looking you in the face, <laughs> I had to, I had to drop my pride. I had to call Courtney. Like, Courtney, can I have the key? Oh no, big man. <laughs> you a samurai. You a soldier. You gonna die for this shit, right? I'm just I had to go to book. Just give me the key. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you stare homelessness in the face and it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's I'm like, not, yeah, maybe not, not about I, that shit. I ain't, yeah, I ain't about that shit. That fuck. shit's not cool. Like this, I mean, I guess it is homeless if you move from place to place. I never slept outside. Yeah. I never not had a place to go. So it's cool having a place to go. Yeah, there's homeless as in like I technically don't have a permanent residence right. that I live in. But there's homeless as in like I'm not allowed indoors. Exactly. Like I was I was watching Louis' new special recently and he has this bit about like, oh yeah, there's homeless people everywhere. He's like, but not in here. They're not allowed. <laughs> we can't. If you don't have your own indoors, you can't come to other people's indoors. Right. Like that right. kind of thing. Right. But yeah. like when you, I guess when you got back to DC though, and you were able to do all these shows, and like you kind of removed some of that stress from your life, did you feel like a sense of, of peace or, or happiness, or like or you were able I to start having fun? Yeah. I never had fun doing comedy. I only tell people that for like ten years it wasn't fun because again I was like locked in. I was like taking the ass woman. I didn't really want to enjoy it. I'll enjoy it when you know what I'm saying. When like when I'm in 
when I'm stable. It's like when I don't know if this is like on topic or not. Like you know, we would like we what messed us up was like the network, and you got to like hang yeah. out and shit like that. Mm-hmm. My mentality was like, I'm poor. I will hang out when I'm famous. Like yeah. I don't, you know, what I'm saying that was my same mentality towards comedy. I wasn't having fun. So when I got back to DC, you know, especially you around, it's like a good group down there who they like a little bit younger than me, so they still like happy and positive about it so that helped a lot and that's they're, they're teaching you as much as you're teaching yeah them. yeah yeah it's very sweet but like i started having fun doing comedy and it makes your comedy better if you're actually having fun that's what i've that's what i've been told like the, by four different comics the last four episodes it's like you gotta just start having fun man yeah people have told me that forever i remember allison from the dc improv like pulled me to the side one night and she was like i'm having good sets so i was like what did i just like lafayette you need to relax your hair we think you're funny. We're going to book you. Chill out. Because I, I remember it was a time I wouldn't even smile on stage. I'd just be like, joke, 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 joke. I remember an audience member saying that one like, can you like, you know, you can you can relax a little bit. Show a little personality. No, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to fuck some shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a soldier. I'm going to die for this shit. It's like, I don't know if this is it. Well, I got on my Hajime no Epo shirt today. You know, you don't watch Hajime no Epo. I'm, I'm not an anime guy, unfortunately. No, I, I can get you. I can get anybody. I'm not as anime savvy as other people, but I feel like knowing you, I can like suggest some shit. I, that's that's like the problem with me sometimes with like when people suggest things to me, like oh, yeah. read this book or listen to this podcast or watch this show, and it's like I I don't do it because I know I'm gonna get sucked, fully sucked into it, and it's gonna eat up a lot of my time oh, and yeah. like mental a- space. Anime will suck you. Yeah. It'll suck you good. It'll suck you dry. <laughs> anime is gonna suck you. That's why so many dudes like it. Yeah. It's good. You get some good sucks from <laughs> from, from, from anime. From Hajime no Ippo. No. See, you even you can, can't even pronounce it. That's the sign. See? Right. It's, I'm, I got, I got uh, what not, um, what's it called? Otaku. I got otaku in my blood. See? Yeah, weeb. Yeah. Weeb. No, nah, dude's like teaching him how to throw a punch. And he's like, his fist is super tight. And he's like, loosen up. And once he loosened up, like, like he was like punching better. And I think it's the same thing with comedy. It's like. Relax, loosen up, stop being so tight. Let the jokes bomb. Who gives a shit? And you have like the audience can feel that that you having fun. Cause doing colleges, that's the thing. You can't be super tight. You got to be like a personality, or you're gonna bomb. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna bomb anyway. But it's not gonna be fun. It's gonna be a a dark bomb that you got to think about in your hotel room afterwards. Yeah, you don't want those. You want to have a fun bomb. Yeah, and I've so. Because a lot of people complain about colleges. It's very, very funny to hear you say that you've like enjoyed them or have fun. Yes, they, they, mere mortals. Yes. <laughs> but they complain that, like, oh, the kids are too sensitive or they're not real comedy shows. And, like, I've, I've definitely dealt with, like, some of the, the, the tougher parts of, like, doing an hour of stand-up in a cafeteria where no one knew there was going to be a comedy show. But, like, but again, for you, you relish that almost. Did that, to it. did that come naturally or did you, like, develop it over time? I mean, I started doing bar shows, I guess, over time. I, I got good at it. I feel like, and that's the thing about comedy, that shit don't matter in, like, the grand scheme of things. Right. But I'm thinking, it's a certain, like, a skill to, like, flipping a crowd. And I, like, enjoy that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and I think I'm pretty good at it. To the point that Lafayette will try and lose a crowd on purpose. I'll lose them on purpose. Brian Parisi was yelling at him at lunch yes, for doing that. Yeah, we, we and Brian, we always go back and forth. But, yes, you can, like, flip them and, like, get them back. And it's fun. I did this one show one night. I was, like, hyped afterwards. It was a typical college show. In the cafeteria, I went up. I did my first joke is about like come, and like, <laughs> yeah, they don't care. I did that joke, but it didn't get nothing. Usually, that's the one that like 
Yeah, that, okay, this is the this show dude, you're in for. This tonight. dude is cool. Okay, we're gonna he he don't he's not gonna talk to us like children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I do the joke, but it didn't get nothing. I was like, what are y'all like a bunch of like conservative whatever? And usually that's just an excuse, but collectively they were like, yes, we are. I was like, okay, there's gonna be one of them sets. Those are the beginning of the set. Locked in, you know, keep 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 the keep the punch loose. Jab jab. I started to get him a little bit. Then the theater kids walked in, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, there's my people. Did the come joke again, the same joke in the same set. <laughs> Goddamn, by the end of the set, I had everybody in the room. I walked out like, like, hit, like, Ugh, I'm the man. Like, yep. I'm that dude. And nobody Them, saw it. It wasn't for nobody any kind of big, big industry thing. It wasn't, it didn't advance your career in any way. But Them it the just, ones that get me hyped. Cause, and maybe that's a problem. I got to, like, I got to feel that struggle because it's, it's hard. Like, I, the thing I just filmed, mm-hmm. that was like, a lot of times, that's cocky, but you do a set, it's like, oh, that worked. It's like, yeah, it was like, you know, all the comedy stuff. It was laid out there for you. It should have worked. The shit where it, it didn't work, wasn't supposed to work, that's the shit to get me hyped. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm the, uh, who else can do that? I don't know if people care about that. Who else can flip a crowd like but, that? But, there, yeah, there's, like, joy, and then there's, like, growth in that, you know? See, I don't know, but does it matter, though, to, like, in the grand scheme of comedy? Cause it, and, it, and it helps no, your skills, certainly, because if, if it, or if you're in a tough room in the future, you can kind of, oh, look, remember when I did that show in the cafeteria and I, I told the cum joke twice and right. then the conservative kids finally got in on it. It makes you more, like, it makes you more bold, I guess. Yeah, or you believe in yourself, you get, you get more fuck it, you get more confidence. I imagine yeah, it's got to help, right? Yeah, I guess the fuck it is important. Yeah. But I wish that shit mattered in, like, mainstream comedy. Like, people, because that's the thing with me, I try to, like, and I'm starting to learn to not do that. I try to, like, show people how good of a comic I am mm-hmm. as opposed to just going up and just trying to, like, give them, what, give them the jokes. Yeah. Give the industry people the jokes because that's what they want. I want to, like, flex. But, like, and the industry don't work like that. It's very – it's a lot of scripted. They got to know what you're going to say. Joke-based. I'm like, just give me a mic and let me cook. We'll figure it out once Yeah, it's almost like two different skill sets, playing to a room and playing to an industry. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because if I was to do, like, late night – I think they don't they have like a laugh track. I don't know if they have a. I I don't know. I'd be like, turn that shit off. I don't want that. Yeah. If I bomb, let me let yeah, me if bomb. If I bomb, just let me bomb. Because if I that's a big part of me is bombing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like part of your identity. That's part. Of, yeah, it's part of a lot. It's funny when the joke don't work. That's why I love underrated is uh, Jay Leno. Because Jay oh, Leno, yeah. t- I learned so much watching Jay Leno bomb. Because Jay Leno is like the best bomber ever. But I used to watch him every night. His jokes were so bad. Kevin Eubanks would be cracking up. Mm-hmm. But Jay Leno would be bombing him. But it's still funny. Have you seen this? Have you heard yeah, about this? Sure. So, all right, definitely. Or he would, oh, do, right. he would do the... Uh, the, the yeah. Like, yeah, that's just fun, man. I feel it's like cool. now, though, it's like... Because um, I see you online switching... I don't want to say switching the style up. Cause that's not. But like, I feel like you're... Selling out. You know, you're like me in that you don't want to do the online stuff but you've slowly come to realize that you have to. That I'm getting older and I want to have a house. Yeah, exactly. And Material concerns override artistic purity. They'll get there. It's getting there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not selling an episode out completely, but like every time every time I post one of them dumb things that I've been posting, I just think of like The Rock joining Vince McMahon in the corporation. <laughs> or like even better, Remember when Stone Cold made his heel turn? Yeah, and he was like the corporate Stone Cold. Every time, I'm like corporate Stone Cold. Remember his music switched to like, I think it was Disturbed. You yeah, remember that? That's, they, they yeah. Didn't have the shattered glass Yeah, anymore. I'm that Stone Cold now. I'm shaking Vince McMahon's hand every time. Oh, man. Yeah. See, I can bring it back. 
one of these days. No, but I think like, look for me personally, it's it's from my point of view, it's the right path for you at this time for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I think you were in a very enviable position because your greatest strength is your material, your jokes, your stage prep, just like being able to go on stage and, and rip it. Yeah, do what I want to do. Right. And you have the opportunity for tons of stage time in DC, which a lot of people don't necessarily have here. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's, there's kind of this idea of like New York, Oh, you go to New York to get on stage five times a night. It's like, yeah, but like not all, like most of it's, it, like not productive or like yeah, bad open I don't mics. Think I got I got worse here. Yeah, I hope that, that people don't take that as a diss. No, you get into you can get into bad habits here for I sure. Had, I couldn't. I didn't know how to like. I was saying go up to do crowd work and shit. I didn't know how to do that shit when I got back to DC. I was so stuck in like tell the jokes, joke, set up, punchline, joke, set up, punchline, as opposed to like going up and like grabbing them and making them. You know, yeah, making it work. But there's also the and the pressure here too of like if you're not trying to impress someone in the industry, you're trying to impress other comics in the room mm-hmm. who might be able to get you opportunities. Whereas in DC or at like a s- smaller city like that, the priority is always the audience. Yeah. Or you competing with your, with your teammates. Exactly. You but com- it's like a healthy good, in a good of, way. Yeah. yeah you, you and it's not like this caddy sniping high school mm-hmm. style that like it's happens. Like you up pass the baton. If everybody crushing, it's like, all right, who want who going to fuck it up? Yeah. Let's see. It's like, don't drop, don't drop that shit. Yeah. Don't drop, don't drop the potato. Cause it's hot right now. But it's like, so you have, the opportunity for a lot of stage time, you have some income from these college shows or like 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 the ability to generate income that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I to me, you can just kind of like focus on the stand up stuff and just film it and cut it up and post it. And the material is so good. I feel like it has to break through. And if you just if you were to post like two videos a week and again, this if, I, I, if this was a year ago, I wouldn't be saying this, mm-hmm. but I just I've kind of for better for worse come to accept the realities of, of things as they are yeah. it's like it's like to me your shit is almost too good to like hide from the public but the, i feel like it's so much stuff now it would get like it'll get lost and all the rest of it you know what i mean there is the risk of that but like there's also some a lot of people just break through with like one or two viral clips and it's like i feel like you have so many good bits and that are that are so different than like what other people do and say and talk about Mm -hmm. one of them has to like hit that million two million views mark or that really like gets you going and then and then you generate a following and you're able to like tour not just colleges if there's anyone that's primed to to break through off of this Uh it's you and with like certain things you have coming out in the future when people see that they're gonna go look for you online and they can look for your Instagram or your YouTube channel. And if you have all this other material that they haven't seen, then they know that like you're a well of, of this ability. Do you think it's a – sometimes it's, it's so much stuff now. Sometimes it's – and I, 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 this could be old school way of thinking. If you're not giving them everything and make them more curious, that's why like my Instagram now, I'm about, I'm st- it's like memes, but it's like me memes. You know yeah. what I mean? But and I, I think like you memes enough. are funny. Like there was, I mean, you had this because Lafayette does these like wild. He doesn't post on Twitter anymore. Doesn't post on Facebook. Lafayette does these like wild digressions on Instagram stories that are so fucking funny. You had you had one uh, maybe like a year ago that I still think about, where you talking about like the Jason Bourne movies, like the second one, uh-huh. and you're like where he like 
drops off the map and starts a new life somewhere. Uh-huh. And like he's like white white assassins can go anywhere, but like black assassins, there's like five yeah. countries we can go to. Right. It's, it, it, <laughs> Is that it, me? Yeah, yeah, that Is was that you. Me? Oh shoot, I should have kept that. And then you said something along the lines of like, funny. if I had my way, I would love to like. Uh, Go to Maine and dress up like the Gorton's fisherman and try like. Oh yeah, that, now the Gorton's fisherman. That sounds like me. Yeah, that's a reference nobody's gonna get. <laughs> but the, and then you posted this this Instagram like imagine me pulling up on this uh, dressed up like this on some mermaid pussy and like that that like how do you how I do you, remember that. how do you get me. from Jason Bourne to the Gorton's fisherman to the Gorton's fisherman like the, that to me is so creative and so funny and like th- there's there's got to be a way to like synthesize that even if it is just like dumb memes or dumb instagram stories like that 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 that's to me that's the kind of thing that would draw people in in addition to the stand-up see that's why that's why that's why i don't want to post the stand-up i want i would want them to like see that ideally i don't i'm not good at this shit of like the networking mm-hmm. side of things but ideally i would want them to see that and based on that be like oh i'm curious i want to go see what that is because i feel like people give people give everything now is this back to that generational I thing i know it it's is a, like, it is a generational everything. thing and um it's i think people now just there there's no make it make it great first it's yeah. just like post 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 but, but i think what you would post would be great is the thing because you have great jokes but yeah, but they're not done but they're what, is done, what does done mean though but then, so then done. when they come they're see you done. it's it's a it's a reiterated version of it it's oh i kind like of remember that joke but here's it like that maybe that's part of the draw. That you can go see Lafayette tell these jokes, but they're different now. And like, how is it going to be different than what mm-hmm. I saw online? I don't know. So you know, you know where they do that also now. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know if this is off topic, but like in wrestling, everything comes back to wrestling. If you watch wrestling now, Jim Cornette always talk about this. It's like you, the wrestlers go and they do every single move, and it's no. By the time you get to like the last match of the night. It's not exciting to watch somebody flip off the top of the cage because nine million people done it already. Right, but then at that point you're not trying to you're not flipping off the top of the cage. You're building a story in the ring with with the moves. With but that's what I'm saying. But it's not exciting anymore because you've seen it so much. Or another example: Did you see that movie? It's the same. It's a lot of the same people from the raid, but it's like it's like action packed. It's so violent, mm-hmm. but it's violent to the point where like there's a part in the movie where a woman is fighting while she's holding her guts. What is it? It's called The Night Becomes Us or some shit like that. But she's fighting while she's holding her guts. But by the time you get to that part, you're so numb to it because it's been so violent leading up to that. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying, I think sometimes it's important not to give everything. That way those big moments were really like hit. You know what I mean? I don't, that, maybe that's not the same thing. Whereas if you watch like, I think The Punisher did a good job of it. If he like drop a weight on somebody's head, that's not happening every single episode. So when yeah. he does do it, it's like, ah! Mortal Kombat is also a good example where you're just numb to the fatalities. It's like, I know, especially in the later games. I guess yeah. here, here's what changed my mind about it. Because I was... I had that mentality of that, that kind of old school way of looking at things where it's like, do your stand-up, nobody really sees it, uh, and then you get on a show or you get some kind mm-hmm. of notoriety and then they'll buy a ticket and come see you on the road. Then you blow their minds with, with your stand-up. Right. Then I heard Andrew Schultz talk about this on a podcast where he goes like... You know, a night out for people, they got to plan, especially people don't want to leave the house much now anymore. Mm -hmm. They got to plan it. They got to get a babysitter. They got to park. They got to pay. They got to do this. They got to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, you're asking them to do those things without having seen you as a comedian. They've seen you on a TV show or they've seen you off of something else. They have a general idea of who you Mm -hmm. are, but they have no idea what your stand-up is. Mm -hmm. But if you show them your stand-up ahead of time and they're, like, invested and aware of it, then they've seen you as a comic already, and they they are willing to 
take the time, money, and energy to make plans to come see you. You're like you're you're removing friction and barriers of entry. Right. That's what changed my thinking on it. I could see giving them a little bit. Yeah, but not like you see clips and it's like every single night, every single and it's Don't not wor- post it's, post one or two a week. It's not worked out. It's yeah. not like I don't know. I like to I like to take a joke and I like to like compose. Yeah, not to sound too. But too you strange. also like have so much material session. too. I know. And so I'm just it's, it's, on it's to it. and and there, what are you gonna do? You're gonna let it languish and not serve you? I I think use it to get people in the door, get people to pay. I I don't know, get people to pay attention to you. Like I I would be doing that if I had more stage time and more mm-hmm. shows to to and more film to share with people. I it, I think you have all this opportunity to do that and like really build something for yourself beyond colleges. It's like you sacrificing. I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's like you sacrificing your darlings. Like who who gonna die for us? Yeah. Because you do you look at your jokes like people. <laughs> I, I don't personally, but I, I know what you're talking. I do. About. They yeah. all have. I'm like a general manager. I'm looking at my players. I'm like, all right, let's see. Uh, therapist joke. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna sacrifice for the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, but just because you put it out doesn't mean you can never do it again. I know. Yeah, I know. So uh, yeah. you know, this is advice our good friend Mike Eltraham gave to me, and it's served me well. Just be like 15 percent less precious about everything. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That goes back to what I was saying about um, not micromanaging and just kind of letting shit happen. Yeah. And that's part of it. Yeah, you got to be willing to die. We've talked about that before. You got to be willing to lose. That's part of, you know, yeah. everything. It's you that Hulk ex- Hogan movie, Suburban Commando. Did you ever see that one? Mm-hmm. The Undertaker's in it. But he, sometimes you got to lose to win. That's that's the big takeaway at the end yeah. of the movie. It's like that Hindu thing. You're not ready to live until you accept that you're going to die one day. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're right about that with posting shit. This is the first podcast where I've given advice to people. This is mostly me taking taking advice from people about what I'm what the hell I'm gonna do. Yeah, I need I gotta do something. I you know what I think messed me up is starting around 2005. That messed I think that messed up. It was a weird time to start comedy because mm-hmm. all of our OGs was telling us just be undeniable. Remember that co- that famous Conan thing? Yeah, just be kind to people, be nice, and great things will happen. Nope. Meanwhile, do you remember in um. Thor, what was it? The good one, the first good one. Take away. Dark World or Love and Thunder? No, uh, no, Ragnarok. Not Love and Thunder. Ragnarok. Remember at the end when they're all on the ship and they're like the last of the Asgardians and then you see Thanos' big ass ship coming. Mm-hmm. That's social media. That's like social media showing up. Like they did. They didn't know. They just told us to be undeniable, but they didn't know that like social media was coming. Yeah. So we kind of just like out here, like, well, I guess I was just gonna be funny. But no, you gotta like, you gotta have a podcast. And you gotta do TikTok. And all that I can't do TikTok. I tried. My brain almost broke. It, no, it's a lot. Just you only do is just whatever you would post. Take your videos that you're posting on Instagram, and then just post them to TikTok. I tried to get. I logged into that shit, and it was just so much at one time. I posted on don't, Instagram. Don't don't watch anything. Don't don't d- just just post. Don't the, don't sh- you know? Remember in Napoleon Dynamite when they did the when him and his brother yeah, tried tur- to turn it off. That was how <laughs> I felt. About, that was legitimately how I felt about TikTok. <laughs> It no, was just it like so much, like oh my gosh, stop! Yeah, it it pickles much. it pickles your brain certainly. You it's know, like it trains your brain to think a certain way. That's why I don't like social media. No, it's, it, it yeah. trains you to do content as opposed to like making something that's like great. It's just like make it just to put it out. I know, and that is something I've had to navigate personally too. Is just like ideals versus reality, and right. it, it can be really difficult to figure that stuff out. That's so wild that you bring up that point of like. You start comedy at the time where social media wasn't a thing yet, so we got ingrained when we started out because our brains were so impressionable mm-hmm. with these old ways of thinking. Always. And it took me until like a year ago to finally break free of that, like to to right. realize that like 
that old way of doing things of like go out, be around, show face, do as much as you can, write as much as you can. Like that's kind of dead and, and it's never coming back. Yeah, do dumb shit on TikTok to get attention. Yeah. It's really not hard. If you want if you want attention on the internet, you always gonna have some kind of artistic credibility. Mm-hmm. If you throw all that shit out the window, right? You can easily get attention. Go eat a bowl of shit. <laughs> People will look at you. This dude, Gilly, Gilly the King, said that he said, you want attention, go eat a bowl of shit. And they're going to give it to you. That's real. Damn. But I guess the, the trick is to integrate your artistry with the modern way of doing things, compromising as Just, little of yourself as you're comfortable with. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do on Instagram right now. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, do it. I'm trying to make my page look like I call it crap. I think it's crap. I don't care what. I like my art better. I know my art don't be getting no likes. I it's like, good. I like doing my. But what I'm doing now is working with the the memes. I'm like shit. More people are liking this stuff than Aisha. I, I draw a freaking naked woman with a cat laying on the bed behind her, and no one likes that. Big hair, that? big titties. But yeah. All right. That's. I think that's a good place to end on. Uh, Lafayette. Where can where can people find you online? Tell oh, us about all the all this all the shit on Instagram. Selling out to the corporation. At Lafayette two four seven, you can follow me on TikTok too. It's Lafayette underscore right. I follow two people on there. Can you guess what two people? Crockett and Tubbs. Did you I, write, did you know I, that? I saw it. I noticed it, and I laughed my ass really? off because like that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I just follow Crockett and Tubbs. Or was actually Don Johnson and Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah, the actors. Band. But that's like that's to me that that's what's funny about you is you take you bring a part of yourself to every little thing that you do that's the only way i know how to do it that's yeah. what be messing me up with girls i don't know how to not be myself <laughs> it's hard you got i gotta be me i don't know how to not be me it's <laughs> difficult but that should be working though like i'm i'm doing these schools i'm in like north dakota south dakota where i'm a black dude from pg county maryland mm-hmm. and i'm like connected just from being yourself being myself and i think that works for everybody the more yourself you are I think you'll be like more successful. And when Aisha blow up, you gonna see when this they be like, well, these white kids from North Dakota into this black girl. It's gonna be because of me. I'm I'm, I'm bridging, I'm bridging He's the gap. Bridging the gap. All I'm right, bringing people together. Lafayette twenty four seven. Lafayette underscore right. Um, yeah. Well, and then I'll have also uh, what's the Instagram for Aisha? It's Swords and Sundresses. Swords X Sundresses. That's right. I'll have that link in there too in the comments. Like and subscribe. Getting better at saying that it, it hurts less. Does, every it time doesn't I do make it. your soul hurt every time. It does, you say yeah. It. Well, because there's there's cornier ways I could say it. Because I know I could be like, yo, make sure you like smash and smash that. that like button and subscribe and, and and leave a rating and five stars and fucking suck my dick. Do you like? Do you like notice like I know you're ready to end, but like no, please. I be doing like like males online are like the worst when it comes to like tutorial shit. Does In that what make way? Sense? Okay. So I be looking at like like hair shit because I realized I have cool hair during the pandemic, right? So I got to figure out how to work it. Right? And you go to like a girl's page, she's like, "This is what I condition with. I do this and that." Every dude is like, "Oh, what's up, y'all? This motherfucker, big time, do 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 do. This I do to my hair. This it's like shut up." And then at the end, it's that same thing. Like and subscribe for all the homies out there. Hello, it's like shut up. <laughs> Women are so much better at this. Here's what I do. I do this. Thank you. Just give me the directions. Right to the I, point. Yeah, I don't need a damn because you're not important. None of the fluff. People online think. Let me. Don't get me started. I'm just gonna sound like an old ass man. Dude, they this, just think. Do you ever like? You like? You look for how to do some shit online. 
like how to like bake chicken or something. And it's like baked chicken is a, was was originated in Bakingston, France in nineteen. It's like give me the directions and shut up. <laughs> it's so annoying. All right, you know what? Forget all the smash the like button stuff. Give me the directions and shut up. That's how yeah, we're that's ending it. this just get, That's why I like Reddit. Reddit is so, so you just go over, type Reddit at the end of whatever you need, and it's just like, it just fucking put it on 365 and season it. Thank you, Reddit. Gosh, every, everybody, like they, it's like, I've been working on this thing. I don't know if I'm make this. I'm trying to make it a bit. You ever see the people on Instagram? I know I'm being manic right now. I'm trying to stop doing that. You see the people on Instagram with like a video, and they're like dropping knowledge, right? Mm. And it's a fucking, their fucking face is next to it, like looking at the video like, Oh, the reaction videos. That is so stupid. Yeah. Is that not the dumbest shit ever? It's, uh, it's like, what do you do? Why? That's not adding anything. It's uh, it's really, I think you could write a serious psychological essay about it. There's something very, very bizarre it's about crazy. reaction videos. But people are into that shit, and people will be liking it. Meanwhile, Aisha got her titties all the way up to her neck, and it gets like three likes. I don't understand. I think it's so, I think that is about the dumbest shit. Or like, they'll have their like face like, Point like the the freaking cut off thing, and they're yeah. like pointing at, like we see it. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't get. Or like this, this is the worst. The lip sync, <laughs> the the lip syncing. Have you do you see the lip syncs on TikTok, TikTok, Instagram? Yeah. I, are you? It's, it's, it's just, if I do that shit, I'm a nerd. If I like read a comic book, I'm a nerd. Mm. But you can freaking some girl can go in her dirty bathroom, you know what I mean? And like. Bah, 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 bah. That is that is so dumb. I think it's. it's, it's, it's I don't. I don't think it's for old guys like us. I guess. I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I'll get turned off. I'll see like a page, like a booty page. I'm like, oh, she look good, and I'll see her lip syncing. Like, never mind. I'm not watching this shit. Dead ass serious. I'll get completely turned off. I don't even want to look at this now. All right, I gotta cut Lafayette off before he keeps going. <laughs> it's bad. like an hour and a half yeah. later. It's like, and another thing. Bye All bye. right. See you, everyone. <laughs>